0: following podcast is sponsored by the new hood college gear shop the gear shop replaces the old hood college bookstores most of us remember the bookstore as just a place where we rent or bought our books well that's not the case anymore the hood college gear shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things need some hood branded merch you'll find hoodie t-shirts hats scarves sweaters socks mugs and cups they even have hood branded blankets. Low end shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gums or tic tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, notebook? Their gear shop has ton. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a hood, college leash, or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? Their gear shop has your back. Need a last minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm trying to say, the Hood College Gear Shop has you covered for all your gifts, school, snacks, and blazer-branded clothing needs. So, the next time you're in WIT, stop by and browse around. Mention my name, Dewan Fonset, and the name of this podcast, Let's Be Us, and you receive a 10% off your next purchase. But, listen to the podcast first. Thank you. hello everybody welcome to let's be us the podcast that wants everyone to be included i'm your host Dewan juan fonset of hood college senior with my co-host today
1: kalia Deo, also a senior at hood college
0: before we dive on in our first episode let me tell you a little bit about my podcast this is a lgbtq plus book and manga review show where me And some of my guests will talk about deep topic, share experiences, and give good commentary about different books and authors. Let's Be Us is a podcast for everyone. You do not have to be gay, bi, or trans to feel included or to understand. This is a safe place for everyone from listeners to learn more about the LGBT community to those on a self-discovery missions who needs a safe place to feel like they belong. On today's episode of Let's Be Us, the book we will be reviewing is Our Colors. Now, the title for Our Colors, I love it. It makes me feel like I need to look in within myself and look at other things and give a strong perspective of how I feel and I like to think about colors of representing of my mood and my emotions and just overall or maybe my feel about the title.
1: I would agree. I'd say from the perspective of an artist, um, the fact that Our Colors is a title choice I really like because it already has like a unifying aspect considering, oh, not just how you feel about yourself, but reflecting on other people and how they can relate to you as well. And I think that's a strong point that's made throughout the story for the main character who is an artist.
0: For those who is all about art and you have a strong visual sense, Sora, our main protagonist in this story, is a artist himself. And the cover of the book does a lot of justice, showing him Falling from the sky with a white background on both half of the cover showing blue and red and the second protagonist of this of the book is also appearing with blue and red covers surrounding their character and It just represents how Sora feels towards those two characters and they how they play an important role in the story Our Colors is a coming-of-age and coming-out graphic novel Written and artist by Jinagora Takagami. The story follows Sora, a 16-year-old second-year high school student and an inspiring artist who sees the world in a synesthetic hue of blue and red. He faced the struggles of having teenage emotions, wanting to live an honest life as a gay man but he also deals with coming to terms with his sexuality and being closeted at the same time. He also lives with the consistent fear of loneliness and holding back his true emotions and sometimes his urges. But he does not go there alone with his childhood best friend, Nao. In her perspective, she also faces the struggles, the thoughts of everyone else that she should or is trying to be with Sora because of their relationship with each other. This puts a lot of pressure on her in the story and she questions herself of how she should perceive herself with Sora and how to keep his secret. The second main protagonist in this story Is Mr. Anthemia, a middle-aged gentleman who is a owner of the coffee shop who is completely unapologetic out as a gay man. Sora comes out to him and Mr. Anthemia counsels him platonically about how to deal with who he is and how to accept himself as a gay man. But being a confident gay man comes with a price. Mr. Atamiya has a lot of secrets and a lot of skeletons in the closet that will be shown throughout in this book. So, just hearing that alone, what are your thoughts?
1: Honestly, it makes me wonder how much, like what extent Sora confides in both. Because on the one hand, he's got the strong connection of his best friend that he's known growing up, who, despite not going through the same situation, not having that same, you know, struggle with her sexuality, is someone that he would most likely trust with that and be able to confide in with the close age range. And then on another close level, there's this older man who's lived that life, who's had that experience, who's dealt with the questions, the self-doubt, the pressure internally as a gay person. And that's another avenue that Sora can take, but it's another new person, someone he may not be sure about entrusting with all that information.
0: I like the feel of a intergenerational relationship that Sora can possibly build in this story. and. It's like I get the perspective of a older generation looking down at the younger generation and the younger generation have someone to look up to and that Sora is closeted and obviously a lot of teenage emotions, so it sounds like to me he's scared. And then you got someone that's unapologetic of being gay and that alone, it's like two opposite but on the same coin. And I feel like that's like, I feel like right there just saying that, that's going to be strong. And I feel like a lot of people need that today.
1: Definitely. In
0: chapter one, we start to see Sora in his day-to-day life as a student. And we get to meet Neo and Yoshioka. Both of them are his close friends at school. But we then get introduced to his secondary friend group. They first start the conversation all mentioning that one of them do not like the type of manga that their little sister is reading. And the manga includes graphic, yaoi, gay love. And they express how they do not love gay people at all. And the graphic novel then shows a mask coding source face and how he feels excluded and discouraged to even contribute to this conversation and you can just tell that he does not feel welcome despite that all of them are his friends and that he had to excuse himself so he runs away and he lays down on a grassy field and he just thinks about life for a second And then he closes his eyes, but he hears a voice, and it was a strange man, but he did not get a good look at the man when he woke up. He saw someone walking away. Now, that's chapter one. Tell me, how did you feel about the mask representing the story, and how can you relate this in comparison of your own identity?
1: Yeah, I would say, first of all, with this being a graphic novel, the use of the visuals is like just as important as the dialogue itself. I love literally from Sora's perspective, the fact that he feels the need to put a mask on while he's among confidants, people that, you know, he would think in the same age group, also boys he could relate to in some way, especially having one that he particularly likes being his crush. But the moment that they touch on a subject related to sexual orientation, talking about gay people, he immediately closes up. He feels that he cannot interact in a comfortable way. He doesn't feel secure with giving his opinions because he feels that that would force him to literally display his identity to them. And he's afraid of that feeling of rejection. I feel like for me personally, though I am bisexual, I don't feel that comes up too much for me when it comes to my friend groups or social interactions that I have, but more so politically, and I've noticed that more in the last few years. Um, Me having strong political beliefs, I don't always feel the most comfortable with sharing them with people, even if they're people I've known for a long time or people that I feel comfortable with in any other context. I also at some points feel that you know, worry of rejection or feeling like I will be regarded in a different way just because I allow this part of my identity to be shown to people.
0: I definitely agree because in my perspective of how he drew the mask, like the mask was a lock immediately. It was a self-defense. It was subconscious. Like this was normal for him. And I relate to it so strongly because Especially coming into a new environment, even if the environment was familiar, I do feel like I shouldn't just, you know, talk about my own sexuality naturally versus how everyone else talk about different stuff. That's like, you know, how they feel and express about, you know, a woman or how they express how they feel about a man. If I'm like talking to girls, it's hard. To talk about, you know, same sex type of conversations and when you're among other people, that's not the same as you and you do immediately get that feeling of judgment. And even though you didn't tell them you, you know, you you just naturally just hide away and you like, you know, you seek in deeper within your yourself mentally. And to see Sora goes through that, it brings back a lot of memories and it's a lot, it was, you know, I just feel very related at that point. And it's, it's very good. I like how the author included that. I like how he touched on it and I like how he touched on it so ever gently, like something so light was so powerful. And I love how he just chose to do the mask like, you know, you wouldn't. It's like saying you would never know what's going on in my head when you see my face. And just using the mask was amazing. Now, let's hop into chapter two. Now, ladies and gentlemen, these chapters are very short. They're short, but powerful, very short. Sora then wakes up a new day, and the first thing on his mind, he flashes back that his best friend, also Crush, makes jokes about gay people, and he flashes back to that conversation and how it affected him. And he also flashes back to hear that same mysterious voice in the distance when he was laying down in that grassy field this time Sora is in class and there's a break in between where his male best friend we're going to call him yoshi for short has a one-on-one conversation with him and they talk about their feelings about yesterday conversation and yoshi tells him that you know you didn't come to class after that conversation, and I noticed that you didn't go to the art room. And he explains that, you know, I'm there for you, and I do think about you, and if you do have any problems, that please, you can talk to me. Now, in Sora's perspective, he takes all of it, what he said to heart, because not only that this man is his crush, he felt included despite the fact that he hated the conversation, he hated the comment that he said, he still felt included. He felt like someone was thinking about him and it that emotion overshadowed his feeling of hate towards the guy of making remarks and slurs of gay manga or gay individuals in general. Which then I would like to ask you, what's your first impression on Sora's relationship with his male best friend?
1: Honestly, I feel like this moment is pretty relatable. Um, I'm sure you can give like great analysis from your perspective um, from your childhood. But just for me, I feel like in terms of the universal aspect, Having a crush, and especially in high school, when you have so many different emotions and thoughts going on all the time, where it's very easy to be self-conscious, to overthink things, even the smallest things, like someone saying, oh, where were you? I didn't see you at this place, I was thinking about you. You know, when it comes from someone that you regard highly like a crush or a close friend, it makes you feel, you know, appreciated, it makes you, feel that they value you. And having a crush, being in that state where they don't know what your sexuality is, they don't know that you like them, it makes it so much more complex. Um, which is why I would like to also bring up the um, visual aspect in this moment where all of this thinking is going on in Sora's mind and as his friend Yoshi is walking they're leaving they're going downstairs he's meeting up with the rest of his friend group the staircase seems like such a barrier in itself between him and the rest of his peers because he feels the more that he feels like he's falling in love with him the more devastating it is because he doesn't feel secure enough to even tell him that he cares so strongly about Yoshi that he cares so much because again, that fear of rejection is really strong. And for me, even with not having that same experience in a same sex situation, just having a crush and wanting to let them know, like, this is why I care so much, this is how I feel. Like, you feel like there's a barrier, even if it's an internal one, it's one that's hard to even break through.
0: I, I feel like, very relatable because if only you knew that what plays through my head like if i was sora if only you knew if only you knew what you said was hurting me and what saved him and i feel like i think everyone does this when you create a relationship in your head and especially me as a young teenager like you know you're listening to I don't know, big-time rush, and you just create that relationship in your own head. I feel like Sora is doing the same thing, but with his male best friend. and But he does have a relationship with him, and he knows that he wants this relationship to be more. And I feel like he is somewhat ignoring the fact that he can't have it. Like, we all know we can't have a a perfect boyfriend, like the being with big-time rush or i can't be with that guy over there but he's my friend and you know you don't want your friends to hurt your feelings either and i feel like sora is also telling himself like what's saving him is like he does not know that you know that word if is so powerful in this situation like i can't get mad at him but if 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 he knew He I think he wouldn't be saying that if he knew maybe he would love me if and to see the visual context that the more he continues this battle, this cycle of if the deeper he's going to go. That's what I like about that staircase, the deeper you're going to keep falling and it's hard. It's kind of sad to see that it's really sad to see that. And especially as a 16 year old. And I bet the emotion aspect of it is even tougher comparing myself, 23. It's, it must be harder. It must be harder. Moving forward to chapter three, we're now in Nao's perspective and we get introduced to Mizuki now mizuki asks nao nao a lot of questions about sora and because she is interested in him now nobody knows at this point neither does nao knows that sora is gay so but she does know that nao grew up with him and they hang out a lot after school they go to the same clubs and she does know that their parents know each other. So she asks Nao a lot of questions about his habits. What does he like? Does she love him? Is she interested about him? And Nao 100% is not interested in Sora at all. She sees him as a brother. And the girl downplays her opinion and says, nah, you need to date him. If you're not going to date him, I'm going to date him. And Nao again, a smart girl, thinks that's a little bit of sure. But she plays it off, you know, if you want to be with him, you can. So, the story in chapter three then jumps back into Sora's perspective. And we're locked into another conversation of his friends. And again, they're having another inappropriate conversation about females, and they're asking Sora, what is his favorite female celebrity? He then mentions that he loves a random female celebrity and unknown name. The boy replies to Sora and says, oh, so you're interested in big tits. Sora then replies to the audience saying he already rehearsed his line and says, I got to go to the bathroom. I see you guys later. As he walks out and goes into the hallway, he sees Mizuki bumps into her and she replies to him, Sora, can you meet me behind the gym? Sora says, he does not know this girl. Oh, I remember. I have seen her hang around Nao. That must be one of her friends. So he meets her behind the gym. The girl, she puts some makeup on. She's a little bit blushing, and she's happy to see him. And she then asks him, would you like to go out? I have a confession. I really like you. But if you're not interested, can we just go steady? Stora then's choking. He talks to the audience again. If only you knew. I'm not interested, he replied. Oh, she begs. Can we please, can we just start talking a little bit and see where it goes? He takes another swallow of his own saliva. He's scratching his throat. He starts to blush. He looks like he's about to be teary-eyed. And he runs away immediately having a panic attack in the boys bathroom. And that's how chapter three ends. Now I'm going to ask this, this is really, have you ever thought about your sexuality affecting your environment overall?
1: Now this question, I think, definitely hits for you so i would like you to take the lead on it
0: well i do feel like my own sexuality can impact the environment a little bit strongly in a high school setting where i was 16 yes where i am surrounded by young teenagers who are eager and curious themselves and just hearing about someone that is being gay or doing something that is gay we got to know about it we got to talk about it that was the news for that general public but how does me being gay affects everyone now i would have to say you get a little bit of a stare, you know? Not a strong one, you know, it doesn't affect my friends as much, but I do get questions. Like, you know, I'm tall, I'm dark-skinned. I have dreads. Um, My actions is more towards heterosexual than a typical, Gay man, that's just glamorized. That's just what people perceive or expect. And a lot of people ask me questions Are you really gay? Or are you bi? What are you? So I get a lot of questions, and I think that's the only impact that I can leave behind with just saying that I'm gay. A lot of surprise of people being non believing the fact that I'm gay. I just don't fit their stereotype norm of what they think is a gay man instead of just taking me as who I am, as a tall, black, whatever, how the way I act as a gay man. And just period.
1: Yeah. I wanted you to lead first just because, you know, throughout this story, I knew that you could relate a lot more with the experiences that Sora was having and understanding the context more deeply. For me, again, like, though I am bisexual, the crushes that I have had and that I've even, like, discussed more with, you know, friends that I've confided in have been, you know, males. And so I've never been so much in a context where I felt a pressure for someone to know my sexuality Um, just because that's, again, not something I prioritize people to know. Um, I don't feel like that's necessarily relevant to who I am and my identity. It's just one of many aspects. So, again, I feel like my experience only goes to the extent of, well, I have such a strong feeling for this person. I'm attracted to them for whatever reason. But again, I'm internalizing my fear and my assumptions of what someone would respond with if I told them that I liked them. You know, They would probably dismiss me, they probably wouldn't care, they'd probably be thrown off or offended. Um, but it's never been so strongly and worrying about my own security as a person. Um, which honestly makes me sympathize so much more with Sora, the fact that he does have these strong feelings that he will have negative ramifications for even letting someone know I'm interested in you because I am gay or no, I'm not interested in you because I'm gay. That's another layer that I haven't had to deal with in terms of having, you know, a crush.
0: Honestly, I feel like in a perspective, it's more drama driven, you know, for that question, you know, does my sexuality affect the environment? It, honestly, it shouldn't. That's what I want to get across. It shouldn't affect anyone at all. And for it to be affecting people today, it would be weird. You know, me being gay shouldn't affect this person, that person. It shouldn't. But it does. And, you know, it just makes me feel a little bit sad that sorrow is being forced into silent because of today's society. And it's just very tragic. But to move forward and to wrap this up, everybody. Now, a really good question that I have. Do you think in this last chapter, do you think the Arthur is challenging Sora sexuality with the last conversation he had with his friends was about girls and then this unknown girl that he hardly knows asking him out do you think that's putting challenges against him like you know like it is giving him pressure of course but do you think the author is doing this with a meaning behind it? And I'm going to answer that because I feel like I feel like he's doing it on purpose. He's not only telling a story, he's telling what young gay men goes through before they come out before everyone knows. Before anyone even knows that he's gay, before you come out, he is suffering. So he's challenging him. He's applying a little bit of pressure to crack that walnut of saying, I'm gay. He is very tempted to say, I'm gay. Even in chapter two, he's tempted to say, I'm gay. You're making fun of gay people. I'm gay. I'm your close friend. You're going to make fun of me too. I'm gay. You're asking me out, I'm sorry, I'm gay. I feel like he is purposely challenging the readers and Sora. And you can't tell me you don't see that a lot in reading books and like where the author is challenging the characters. Mostly you'd be challenging the readers. I love it. I really loved how the way chapter three ended even though it was not in source favor, it was just the thought that it felt like it was placed to be there, to be seen by someone who is really taking this book to heart.
1: I would agree. Like, again, you're not gonna have a big reveal such like early on, considering this is like a unique experience for Sora. You know, he's having these relationships, whether they're close in nature or far off, but again, they're challenging who he is and his comfortability with letting people know who he is. It's the fact that he has such a strong expectation of being a heterosexual boy. Like that's the default. Oh, you must like girls because that's how all boys are all boys like girls and focus on women when obviously that's not the case for any particular person of any gender so for Sora to have in such close proximity the close friendships that challenge his comfortability with even talking about sexuality and then essentially a stranger coming up to him and indirectly challenging his sexuality that's something that You know he has to struggle with something that he shouldn't have to but that it's worth going through as a person you know he deserves to have that comfortability first of all whether to say or to not say that he's gay but also regardless of his choice to not feel guilty about it because that's who he is that's not something he can change and it's not something that should dictate if people still value him as a person or as a friend
0: okay wow that was just the tip of the iceberg of the book our colors that was only chapter one two three that's a lot to unpack everybody and i know that was very deep but let me just say this, this is coming from a lot of love gay love bi love trans love we love everyone here And if you want to want to know more, tune in for more chapters. This is Let's Be Us, the book, Our Colors. See you next time, everybody. Stay safe.